Thank you for tuning in to ReachMD XM157 as we present this month's special series, Focus on Children's Health. There's hope for bipolar kids. Our guest today has authored a book with practical suggestions to help both parents and children to cope with this difficult issue. And we should be diagnosing more cases in order to help both children and their parents. You're listening to ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and with us today is Dr. Rosalie Greenberg, a board-certified child and adult psychiatrist and assistant professor of clinical psychiatry at Columbia University, and we're not related. Welcome, Rosalie. Your book, Bipolar Kids, is written for doctors and for parents, correct? Yes. All right. Let's talk about bipolar disorder in children for a second. How common is it? Well, the truth is we don't know. Kids present a bit differently than adults. It's estimated that approximately a million kids in the U.S. have this at any point in time. But kids are different than adults in terms of adults have discrete episodes. You know, an episode of mania for a few months, a few weeks, an episode of depression, same thing. While kids go up and down over the course of the day. And also, it's fairly clear in adults, you know, they have had a history of good functioning. And then there's a change. Well, if kids, it starts before age five, you don't even have that to compare it to. Do we tend to just say these are bratty kids sometimes and we miss the diagnosis? Oh, Damien the kid from hell, if I'm allowed to say that. I can't stand it. And that's how the media typically portrays these kids. And there are so many kids out there that are hurting and hurting badly and families that are really hurting. A five-year-old, a seven-year-old should never say, why did God make me this way? Why does he hate me? Or put me in the street and let a car run over me. Okay, so let's talk about these kids. What should pediatricians be looking out for? They should be looking out for parents who clearly are overwhelmed, overstressed, describing reactions from the child that just don't make sense. Go brush your teeth and the kid's having a major fit and hitting you. Again, that could be very many different things, including a spoiled brat, but also that the kid's sleep is off. They either may need very little sleep or they may have a hard time going to sleep and in the morning you can't get them up. Is this because their mind is going continuously? At night, very typically, their mind and their bodies are moving. They're too busy. They're thinking of great things. So who could go to sleep? Or if they're in a depressed phase, or at that time of day, if they're depressed, they often get very anxious. They don't want to sleep alone. They're afraid of the dark. They're afraid mommy and daddy may die. A burglar may come in and get them. Or these kids have horrible nightmares. The typical thing for the rest of us, if, if we have like that cartoon nightmare where you go towards the end of the cliff and you jump, you don't hit the bottom. Well, with these kids, they hit the bottom. And they may see themselves die. They can see blood. Um, they can have very gory or horrible dreams. Well, if you knew you were going to go to sleep to dream something like that, would you fall asleep? So what can we do for these kids? Is bipolar disorder a biochemical brain disorder? Do we understand it at all? Or is it behavioral? Oh, well, it's absolutely, as far as I'm concerned, genetic, biochemical. I think the families may get into bad habits, but if you lived with one of these kids... If everything is a no and everything is a battle, you've got to pick and choose just for survival's sake. So it can just be impossible. And I think if one suspects a child has a mood disorder 
referral to a child psychiatrist is really important, and one that's familiar, though, with mood disorders. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMDX M157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, your host, and I'm speaking with Dr. Rosalie Greenberg, a psychiatrist, and we're discussing bipolar disorders in children. So when a child sees you, what type of testing do you do? Well, I wish there was formalized testing you could do, but that doesn't exist at this point in the future, hopefully. But what I will do is take a very detailed history from the parents. I want to make sure there's a genetic history in terms of the history of mood disorder, especially bipolar disorder. If there's a family history of suicide, that's very important because that tells you the severity of what someone in, genetically was probably feeling. You look for alcohol and substance abuse in the family. If a child presents early or even during childhood, actually, it's typically coming down both ends of the family tree, on the mother's side and on the father's side, so the kid is more genetically loaded. So that's one part of it. And also we know if you have a bipolar parent, the chances of a child being bipolar is up to like 30%. If both parents, 60%. If you have identical twins, if one has bipolar, the chances that the other one will have it is 70%, which means that there is some 30% there that is environmental, or at least not genetic. And hopefully one day we will understand what that part is about. There are many theories about neurotransmitters being affected, and, you know, be it norepinephrine, serotonin, dopamine, and again, that these are off and there's an imbalance. Okay, so once you've made the diagnosis, you have a family. Do you send the whole family for counseling and or are you treating the children with medication? It will really depend. My preference, of course, is to not use medication. I do think for many of the kids that I see, because at that point they're so severe, the kids hate themselves and wish they weren't around and the parents love their child but feel totally helpless, so angry at the kid, they can't take it anymore so overwhelmed that I think, you know, giving them the right diagnosis and putting them on the right track can make a difference. If you put these kids on the right track and you offer them therapy and the family's therapy, can some of the more moderate kids grow up to be like totally, quote, normal, if there is such a thing as normal? Or are they going to have to deal with the, the mood swings their whole life? I think the truth is we don't know. Until we follow up these children, we're calling bipolar, until 20 or 30 years from now, until they're adults, we can't say for sure that what we're seeing are bipolar disorders, what will be bipolar in adults. Okay, sure, they show what really seems like the symptoms, but you need to have prospective studies. If you do retrospective studies and you do look at adult bipolars, you will find that around a third of them, by age 15, they're already showing some of the symptoms. And so going with that issue with medication and therapy, you may need both, but you would not do medication alone. It's not like attention deficit disorder where sometimes you can just get away with a stimulant doesn't work that way. The family needs to be educated. Quite frankly, the child needs to be educated because I always say to the kid, look, when you're 25, I assume your mother's not going with you to the psychiatrist if you go. So you need to know what's going on with you. 
so that you can tell the doctor, hey, doc, I always get depressed around November. It's around Thanksgiving time. And, you know, people think it's holiday depression, but I've learned that actually I have a seasonal mood disorder. And so once I'm placed on phototherapy, light treatment, it really works. And I feel so much better. You know, we don't need to adjust my meds or anything. And it's really not what seems like the stuff in my life. But this is what will really be helpful to me. What sounds to me like if you're talking about educating children, which is really smart, that every child, there's no cookie-cutter formula here. Every child needs to be approached individually with their own type of therapies, whether it be medication or therapies or just self-knowledge. Your book lists lots of practical advice. How good do you think are pediatricians in general? Do you think they're doing an okay job? Well, look, I personally think pediatricians have impossible jobs. And I say that because every parent has a concern and complaints and worry. That's being a parent. Some may have more than others, and some may just be the parents worrying, you know, as opposed to anything based in reality. You start with that, and then they have to figure out which one's the one that is serious that you have to pursue and explore more and get more help. I think that's very difficult because, you know, it's like my son. He wasn't walking at 13 months, and, you know, my pediatrician said everybody has their own time. And, of course, 15 months, forget it. You couldn't keep him down. But there are kids I know that walked at 11 months. And so you have that developmental continuum, and then you're supposed to know when it's really off, and yet sometimes really off starts with subtle stuff that just seems like normal. And so that's very hard. My kids, their biology may be off early, but it may seem like they had the terrible twos, but it never went away. Is it bad temperament? I mean, is this a slow-to-warm-up temperament? Is this just an irritable child? And that's what the pediatrician has to tease out. Or is it something the parents are doing? And I think it's very hard. But I think if you take a look and you see how much distress the parents are in, I don't think you lose anything by making a referral to a mental health professional. Besides this book, what other resources exist for parents that physicians can refer them to? Are there any groups or or online resources? There is a wonderful online organization called the Child and Adolescent Bipolar Foundation, cabf.org. And it's a parent education group, advocacy They have chat lists where parents can talk to other parents that are in the situation, have been in the trenches. I know what it's like because one of the hardest things is when you're dealing with this alone. As a parent, when your child has a problem, you blame yourself. And, you know, whatever's wrong, it doesn't matter. The kids come to the world with their own biology. And we can help modify it, but we can't dramatically change it generally, at least, and I think to know that you're not alone, that this behavior that you see, you really didn't create. It's not something that you did that was so horrible that created this kid that's impossible to live with. I think that's a great take-home message for our pediatricians to remember to tell parents if their child's having a behavior problem, you didn't create it, your child may have a disorder, here's a place that you can go look at, here's a book you can read. The book is Bipolar Kids. Rosalie Greenberg is the author. She's no relationship of mine. I'm not pushing her book. And Rosalie, we want to thank you for being our guest today. 
on discussing bipolar disorder in children. And for your book, which offers guidance, insight, and most important, hope. I think that that's so important to offer hope to parents whose children are affected by this serious problem, whether it's the more serious form like you spoke about or the less serious form. We would like to have healthy adults here in America. I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMDXM is here for you, the health professionals who care for your patients. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com. Our on-demand and podcast features will allow you to access our entire program library, including this very important show. We ask you to please register on the website and enter promo code RADIO, and we will give you six months of free podcasts. And we thank you for listening to this and to all of our shows and participating in ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Listen all month as ReachMD XM 157 presents a special series focused on children's health. To download podcasts of this series, visit us at ReachMD.com.